When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Level, with me as always, my co host, Dylan Reagan. We're back here for our week six picks uh, for the 2022 NFL season and riding a great high we are on our betting locks. Uh, we're going to jump into our, I'm just kidding, our, our betting locks have been terrible this season. So keep that in mind as we get ready to give you our betting locks here in just a minute. Uh, meanwhile, Dylan, uh, our picks themselves, I think, have been okay. But um, let's see how we do this week because we've got a pretty interesting slate. And I'm going to tell you why here in just a minute because there are some brutal lines here uh, in terms of some of these games. I think you're looking at toss-ups across the board um, for a lot of these quick picks that we're going to get to. But for now, we start with our games of the week. And, boy, Dylan, it was really hard to find to search long and hard here for (laughs) our game of the week, I think, uh, this week. Although we have two. Um, it was hard to find the number one game in that slot. So, Yeah, it's been a lot harder in past weeks. As you know, this week was the, the first time it's actually been pretty easy. Oh, it's all good. We, we always have the dogs joining. It's fine. Ben's over here sleeping too. But, uh, no, it, yeah, this week it was a little bit easier with the Bills and the Chiefs. Uh, obviously, they've met in the last couple of playoffs. Should have felt like the championship game last year in the AFC, despite the fact the Bengals had some other ideas uh still probably at this point i'd say that the teams at the top of the afc in terms of who you're you're looking at as your likely one two seeds and who you'd be the most afraid of going against uh even though the chiefs nearly lost the raiders uh vegas you know probably a pretty good one and four team at this point and yeah i, I don't think this game's going to go the way that it did potentially in the playoffs last year it was a ridiculous affair between the Bills and Chiefs, um, and, and especially in that second half of the AFC title game. And I also don't think it's going to be like the regular season game last year, which I think was also in week six um, with the, the Bills kind of dominating the Chiefs in that one. I, I, at this point, I do still think the Buffalo is just a more complete team. So I really, uh, I'm still going to pick them in this game. It could go either way, but they're the, the top DVOA team in football right now. They're projected to stay up there at the top. The Chiefs are... The defense, as we've talked about um, overall this year, has been pretty solid, um, better than maybe we anticipated over the course of the whole year uh, coming in here. But I still think that's maybe a weak enough point, even if Buffalo's offense isn't perfect. I think they're going to be able to thrive against that unit for Kansas City. The special teams for the Chiefs have still been kind of here uh, all over the place. I don't, I'm not sure about Harrison Butker's status for this one. But um, all those things combined, even with uh, this game coming, uh, there in Kansas City once again. When are they finally? When are they ever going to play a game in Buffalo? It feels like all, they always play in Kansas City. But yeah, uh, I'll pick the Bills to win this one. Yep, I'm going Bills too. I think that's uh, the the best choice here. We said from the beginning. It just seems like the Bills are the team to beat right now um, from the start. And uh, yeah, um, they just like to get a lot of momentum heading into that game. And uh, we will see if that turns out to be the case there uh, in Kansas City. All right, our second game of the week. Uh, it's going to be the Cowboys at the Eagles, uh, a big NFC East showdown here. 
for this one. The Eagles are six and a half point favorites. By the way, the Bills were two and a half point favorites uh, against the Chiefs there on the road. Eagles six and a half point favorites at home against the Cowboys. Um, you know, I, I think this one, Dylan. It's like if Dak was back, you'd have you know, I don't know. There'd be a lot more probably intrigue. This number would be much lower, I would think. Um, but fact is, probably not going to be back. At least it seems at the moment. Um, so maybe another week of Cooper Rush here on the road against uh, the only unbeaten team left, and uh, that only unbeaten team has looked really, really good. So I'm going to pick the Eagles here in this showdown. I just think that they've got too much firepower. And, uh, again, if the Cowboys are dackless, um, I just think the Eagles outscore them uh, here in this setup. Yeah, you'd think with the Cowboys as my division pick I would side with them, <laughs> but I'm kind of going to play both sides because, yeah, I've been on top of the, the Eagles potentially being a dark horse contender here in the NFC, and now sure enough they've become – probably the best team uh, most complete team so far in the nfc uh, like you said if dak had been back this game has a bit more intrigue i'm still really intrigued by it but i, I do worry about overall dallas's offense put together a few uh, good drives and overall played our right against the rams i wouldn't say it was their best effort they were you know supported by the block punt by the the fumble return touchdown it's not like they as an offense put up that many points in LA and they're facing a defense right now in in Philadelphia that um, I'm feeling a bit more confident about uh, especially with their past CVI maybe maybe Dallas will be able to run the ball okay but Dallas's defense for as great as it's been you know the Rams are an awful and we'll talk about them unfortunately shortly but they've been just abysmal up front they have a ton of injuries they've not been able to run the ball well this is a whole different story facing the rushing attack of philadelphia as we know um i think it just presents so many more problems for dallas's defense i don't think they're gonna they're gonna be a little more conservative you know trying to stay away from the from those turnovers and it's a just a better matchup from philadelphia's point of view than what the rams had up front obviously the offensive line for the eagles is one of the best in the league dallas's defense front's been nasty and they've been obviously so much fun to watch overall and i still have a lot of confidence in what the cowboys can do as a team moving forward i just think at this point i feel a bit better about right now philadelphia is probably the better team maybe it has a bit of an impact this game comes in philadelphia rather than dallas so i'll go with the eagles here as my pick yeah um which is a good transition dylan into our betting locks because normally you know i can find a game outside of our games of the week if that's not one of our our betting locks and such but i could not on this slate like i just could not find anything i felt confident about anywhere um and in this game probably included but the closest thing i felt confident about to make my betting lock was the eagles who are six and a half point favorites uh, at home against the cowboys so i'm going to take the eagles here uh to cover that i think the getting a touchdown uh, i feel like is a pretty good setup uh for them so and when you when we talk about the rest of these games like we're we're going to mention it like there's just a lot that i don't have a lot of confidence in um I mean, you're, this may be one of the wildest, like, least confident weeks ever in terms of our picks because some of these games are just, you know, blindfold and throw it up in the air and pick one. Like, that's just kind of what it comes down to. But I'm going to make the Eagles mine, uh, although you're going to take um, my Super Bowl pick uh, on the road uh, to as your betting lock here for the week. Yeah, real real quick, I got an update from uh, Field Yates' Twitter that Harrison Bucker was a full participant, so it does sound like the, oh. the Chiefs will have their kicker back, so maybe maybe we got a little special teams edge there. But no, yeah, for my betting luck, um, I you know I, I was joking before the episode that we should stop calling them betting locks, given <laughs> how un- uh, unlocked they've been. The keys have been there the whole time, but I'm going with the Buccaneers to beat the Steelers by uh, their favorite by eight in Pittsburgh. It's mostly, I mean. Uh, it's not that Tampa Bay's obviously been dominant. They, without that uh, pass or uh, roughing the passer call on Tom Brady, 
Falcons have a chance to win that game at the end there. Uh, pretty you know, not exactly surprised given how Atlanta's played. That's why we stayed away from them last week. Tampa Bay is a lock uh, for that one despite picking them. But here against Pittsburgh, I mean, Steelers have looked bad. And I know they were playing Buffalo last week, and I know the, the Bills are probably the most complete team in the league, even if they've had some uh, inconsistent, inconsistent weeks uh, recently. Uh, man, I don't, and I don't really care they're at home. It's just it's been a mess, and I, I do worry about with that defense pinning their ears back against Kenny Pickett, what it could end up looking like. Maybe he'll have a better week. Maybe he will keep them in there. But I think Tampa Bay is just a better football team. I think they're even though they won last week, they still don't feel like they've hit their stride. I think they have enough health at this point to put together a better product, and I think they they should win at least by a touchdown. It's that extra point that's going to be. The difference maker here, but like you mentioned, it's kind of been a, a year where a lot of teams have played towards the middle. The good teams have played down to competition, or maybe they are in that kind of middle range, and the, some of the worst teams have played up and kind of just stuck around with uh, teams we expected more of. So it, it's been a really tough uh, season so far for us in the locks compared to the previously. Like you mentioned, picks have been okay. You, you're still beating me there, uh, which would be unfortunate after me taking that last year maybe i'll get back in the playoffs we'll see still still only week six but i'm gonna go with the bucks i feel like just the best choice out of the options here to be a lock in pittsburgh against the steelers yeah i'm picking the bucks to win um not as confident about the lock but it's probably in my top three when i consider the other plays on the board this week and by the way if you were wondering why i was looking down i was trying to make sure in the family league uh, see if anyone had Harrison Butker because I remember someone <laughs> dropping him so I was trying to jump on that pretty quickly but oh looks like someone uh, swiped him up so um, congrats yeah, to the family the league for keeping tabs on his status uh, I will go with uh, Brett Maher in hopes that the Cowboys put up some kind of points against the Eagles but not enough to uh, cover that six and a half points Brett uh, all right to our upsets of the week these have been a little bit better I think Dylan at times um, we've not been bad with these to this point well, I say that, and uh, this is probably the biggest one I've I've had of the season in terms of the point spread. The Ravens are five-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the G-Men, the Giants. Yes, the nearly unbeaten New York Giants um, are at home here, and this is it, Dylan. Like the biggest, I think the biggest point spread I've picked against uh, of the season in terms of my upsets. I'm going to keep riding the G-Men train. Uh, I just think, you know, as we've said, I mean, look, the Ravens' defense has not been stellar by any means. Um, Certainly the passing defense, which that's the question, I guess, can, you know, can Daniel Jones and company exploit that? I just think Saquon, we've talked about just how fantastic he's been. The thing is, you know, it's not necessarily something where he has to run all over the Ravens. He can catch it out of the backfield and make plays too. So, the, the only issue I have here is I think the Ravens could just run all over the Giants, and that could be um, enough to kind of um, cause some issues. But why not? Uh, an emotional pick here. Um, maybe not the most common uh, sense pick when it comes to a football matchup standpoint, but I'm going to go with the Giants, and quite frankly, it's because um, you know I had some other upsets I think along the way, but this is just one that I'm going to I'm going to ride on this one. So they're finding ways to win. I'll give them that, and uh, only was able to watch the end of their previous game against the Packers after it started at 6.30 here in L.A. Um, but, but, I mean, and they could have, obviously, things could have gone differently. This could be a, easily a 3-2 and two football team if the Titans make a field goal there in week one. It's just, yeah. I, I still think the Ravens have, you know, they've only been trailing, uh, what, probably now after that, more in the, the end of that game against the Bengals than they had all year. But nonetheless, still only like a, a minute or so on top of the 14 seconds and their two losses. I think they're 
despite the deficiencies on defense. And like you, to, uh, to your point, uh, the Giants probably could run the ball. Uh, they've run the ball, you know, pretty successfully, whether it be with their Wildcat, with just straight running, or uh, with Daniel Jones himself scrambling around. They're, they're ranking, I believe, in the top 10, yeah, sixth in rush offense DVOA. And that is something that the Baltimore Ravens have not really defended well um, over the course of uh, the early going here, the 26th on that mark. I just still think they're a better team overall. I don't think the Giants' defense has been fantastic. I think, it, I think the Packers just at times have played down to their competition, as we've talked about over the first few weeks here. I still think they're figuring out their own identity. I don't think the Ravens have that same kind of identity crisis. I know it was a tough game against the Bengals, um, uh, you know, tighter than – but they've played some really tough teams over the course of the early going of the year. It's a different Dolphins team they faced early in, the, uh, in week two. Uh, that we've seen from uh, with Miami the last few weeks, and I still think they put up a lot of points against them. I still have a lot of questions about the Giants' defense overall. Uh, so I'm picking the Ravens, and I, I, as much as I would like to see the Giants win, it'd be fun. Little uh, 21 years later, later, a little 30 Super Bowl 35 revenge, I guess. Here, um, I don't really see it happening, though. I'm not gonna. I almost this was one I did consider as a lock. Uh, maybe I'm just a Giants hater at this point. If they win this week, I'll have to pick them to win every single game the rest of the way. That'll be the that'll be the next addition to our picks here. Yeah, well, I I think I picked against the Ravens last week too, so um, that turned out well, as you saw. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, again, this is just uh, trying to maybe have a little fun with this one because I do have some upsets elsewhere, but I just don't I don't feel great about some of these this week, again, given the schedule. All right, to this one, uh, upset pick here. Uh, the Jags are at the Colts. The Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Um, Dylan's going to make this his upset of the week. I don't have a clue what to pick <laughs> in this game, as with any AFC South game to this point, it seems like. Um I'm going to pick the Colts, but even I told Dylan, I feel like I need to take a shower picking the Colts to win this game. Uh, it's just after that game last week on Thursday Night Football, I just I don't know how I could possibly pick them to, to win this game, I suppose, but they found a way to win that one. And I mean, the Jags, you know, it just that was the ultimate AFC South game, uh, losing at home to the Texans and not really being able to put up any points. But as Dylan will point out, it wasn't a matter of yardage. It was just a matter of efficiency and the Jacks had none of that against the Texans. Um, I don't know. I, I'll pick the Colts, but again, this is one that I don't have any confidence in whatsoever. Yeah, I don't have a ton of confidence in it. Other than, I mean, I really do think, you know, early in the season, I had more confidence picking them, even after the Jags had lost Week One. When we picked, I think we both picked the Jags, or maybe I just picked the Jags to beat the Colts in Week Two, and they shut them out twenty-four zero. They have owned Indianapolis, as we've talked about in Jacksonville. Different, different thing here in in Indy. I, I just, I still think the Colts are really bad. Um, uh, but I, I do worry I don't about disagree. their. I, I, <laughs> so. Like you said, though, you feel like on either direction. You're going to go with this. Uh, you don't feel good. You need to take a shower. I'm picking the Jags just because, I, I, like you mentioned, against the Texans, they scored six points. They went 0 for 3 in the red zone. They outgained almost by 200 yards Houston. Just some things that I think they could clean up and should be able to clean up here. I will say, if Indianapolis has done anything well, their defense has been pretty good. They're one of the best run defending teams so far in the early going, second in DVOA on their marks there. Um, so maybe that, that kind of stifles Jacksonville to an extent that, although Jacksonville has obviously relied on the pass a bit more this year, some throws missed from Trevor Lawrence, but he's a guy that, as we've uh, talked about after the Philly game has played really well in, in great conditions and not so much when, uh, it's, uh, when it's raining and different things like that. Not that he had to worry about that last week, but I still think 
I just have a little more faith in Jacksonville overall. It's not so much that I think they're a great team. I think we kind of got a reality check. We, we talked early on that they weren't going to always be a top 10 DVOA team over the course or a top five team over the course of the year. They're going to regress back to the mean, and we started seeing that happen to an extent. I just think they're still a better team. I think the Colts offense, they're ranking last in both pass and rush offense in DVOA. And I don't see it getting much better. So I, I think Jacksonville is at least they're probably as long as they don't turn the ball over, uh, win that battle, and just be a little more conservative. It might be another low-scoring game. I don't know what the over/under is off the top of my head, but I think the Jaguars are just a better team at this point. So I'm going to go with them. Yep. Uh, good luck to anyone who bets that game. Um, you're a fearless soul. All right, quick picks. We run through these, and by the way, normally we record this a day. We're recording this a day later this week yep. um, due to some scheduling stuff, but. Um, so the Thursday night game will actually have been played by this point. Usually we release it, and the game is the night of. But um, So, Dylan, let's just take our, our throw here and see how, if everyone listens and hears us being correct or incorrect. <laughs> Commanders, uh, one-point favorites on the road against the Bears. I'm going to look into the past here. Um, I'm going to say it's the Bears that, that won this game. I'm going to say it's the Bears as well. I don't trust Washington to their their front to not give up a few sacks, maybe turn the ball over. Maybe Chicago still sticks to what they've been doing well, which is being uh, really conservative. Uh, they don't run the ball well because Washington's defense against the run has been okay, but they just find enough. I, I'm going to say 12 to twelve to 7 final score. Oh, no, <laughs> don't put that on us. 12 to 7. Oh, my. Uh, Miss extra point, game. then they go for two the second time and don't get it. So it's two touchdowns. But <laughs> Second straight Thursday night game where the winner scores 12 points. No thank you. Um, we'll I, I want no part of that. We're going to record a revised version of this and upload it in the file. <laughs> um, we're just going to go the other way, hopefully. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 34-31. Give me some points oh, in this go. game. Uh, I'm just kidding. I don't think that's happening. But uh, All right, on to the 49ers at the Falcons. The Niners, five-point favorites in Atlanta. Um, Dylan, here's my thing. You're talking about a team that I'm not – you know, this this is kind of tricky, though. The, the Falcons, as we said, going into last week, they kept every game between, what was it, four points, I think. Yep. They lose by six last week. Uh, made it very interesting against the Bucks. This team just refuses to get blown out, and I can't imagine that's going to be the case here again. So I'm going to pick the Niners to win this game, but I'm not going above that five points because I just – again, the Falcons just proven that – they may not be great, but they're good enough to cover the spread. And we always say um, good teams you know, win, great teams cover, or whatever the, the phrase is. Um, so maybe the Falcons are moving into greatness category when it comes to keeping these games close. So, Yeah, it should have made them my betting lock just to cover every week. Yeah, Screw the true. picking yeah. the winner. Maybe. Should have just stuck with that. I, I wouldn't pick that here. Um, I still think the 49ers probably will cover. But to your point, the Falcons have kept all these games close. They did a great job against Tampa last week. Um, and against pretty good defenses, they put up some points. They put up some points against the Rams. I know they had the block punt in that game. Uh, they've overall been, as we've talked about, just a, a better unit, no matter what their record ends up, ends up being. They were 7-10 last year. They could finish worse than that, and I'd still feel better about them as a fan and the direction they're moving. Um, they've been a pleasant surprise on offense, uh, ranking in the top 10 at this point to, through the early going, higher than San Francisco, and they've run the ball really well, and it's something that, you know, the 49ers defense is dominant. They've been, that is like especially their strength. If you're able to pass block up front, and usually that's the way we've seen teams kind of get to them is being able to exploit their secondary, which with Mosley going down, a big hit for them there. But I still think the Niners are just a better team, so I'm going to pick them. I still think they'll cover, but maybe Atlanta keeps this closer. And I've just overall a team that 
uh, out of all these teams that have kind of been, like we're saying, playing in the middle. Uh, they're one that I've just, uh, each week, I, you know, going into the year, I wasn't necessarily looking forward to all the Falcons games. But now I've, I find myself the next day with the condensed games and all that. Like, I'm always seeing what do they do differently. And their offense, as much as Kyle Pitts' fantasy owners might not always be uh, super happy here, um, yes. I think that they've figured some, some of their identity out. And uh, their defense still has a lot of things lacking, though. So I'll say San Francisco puts up some points here and gets the win and probably covers. Patriots of the Browns in the Bill Belichick Bowl here. Uh, Browns two and a half point favorites at home. Here's another game that Illinois I don't have a great feel yeah. on. Although I almost it's funny because I don't have a great feel on this, but I almost made it my betting lock because I really didn't have many other choices. Um, I think the Browns here, so I'm thinking my thinking would have been all right. Pick them to win. They got to win by probably field goal or more, right? So um, I, I don't. I, this is another game. I just don't have a great feel on. Um, Patriots just decimated the Lions last week. Yeah. Um, as Dylan said before we started recording, the Browns Browns. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I'm going to go with the Browns because they're the home team. But quite honestly, Dylan, if this was in Foxborough, I'd, I'd probably pick the Patriots. So I don't have a great feeling. I, I'm really worried we're going to come back here on uh, when, re- when we're recording Monday, and it's going to be. Patriots found a way to win by like 17 points. I I could see that happening. I went with the Browns as well. I don't again feel amazing about it. The main reason I look at New England has the fifth worst rush defense in the league and in, uh, in DVOA, and the Browns have the best offense on the ground. So I think the Cleveland's going to stick to what works, set some things up in the, for the pass. I don't think we're going to see them get stifled the same way Detroit did last week. Um, flip side though, Cleveland's defense. I mean, they're a team. It's, it's hilarious. If you had told me that in the top four in offensive DVOA, even at this point, even though we're only through five weeks, out, Baltimore and Kansas City at two and three make perfect sense. Number one, Seattle. <laughs> Number four, Cleveland. Would not have expected that, but I also expected a lot more from this defense. They've been pretty bad uh, for the Browns. Um, it's just I don't know if the Patriots have the ability to to util, uh, you know to stifle them the same way. Maybe Stevenson has a huge week. I think losing Harris does hurt in this instance. Uh, these are the Browns, also a team that doesn't defend the, the uh, ground game well. If you can bet on the over under of the time of this game, I would go on the under because it's probably going to be a ton of running the football, a lot of clock movement. Um, I'll go, I'll go with the Browns to win. I just man, I, I really I just I feel it partially in my. In my heart that I mean, we're going to come back and just be like the Patriots just have found their identity on defense. They've, they're starting to click there, and Cleveland's still kind of that middle-of-the-ground team. Their team, though, the Browns overall, I do think, is, you know, they've lost some brutal games. They really have played better than what their record is at this point, so maybe this gets them back on track and keeps them at least with a shot before the toughest part of their schedule, as we know, coming up. Uh, they really need this win if they want to have any chance of beating the playoff conversation, in my mind, by the time Deshaun gets back. All right, the Jets at the Packers. The Packers, seven and a half point favorites uh, in Green Bay. There, I know. I know you thought about this one, Dylan. You thought about going mm. uh, the after last week or more. <laughs> ups- yeah, well, that's true. Um, I'm going to go with the Packers here. I just think they they're at home. They find a way to to bounce back. Um, but again, I don't think you can write off the Jets anymore. We used to do that a lot. Now I think it's pretty clear, as we said, the Jets are a team that's on the rise although i don't think that means you know afc title contender or anything just yet but um maybe a little bit more interesting than you would think from the spread i I think actually to me and we you know we usually make our betting locks in terms of straight up winners in terms of adding that into the mix but one of the better betting locks maybe of the week is the fact that the jets may be able to cover the seven and a half here even though i'm going to pick the packers to win yeah i think the home cooking for green bay i think they're going to 
want to prove something after what happened in that game. And they had the game in control uh, before the Giants slowly came back and just saw them kind of kick them, shoot themselves in the foot to an extent. I wouldn't say the Giants' defense necessarily put on a clinic against Green Bay. And, um, I, I do wonder how they're going to perform uh, with how they've the identity of the Packers at this point, sticking to the ground game and wanting to establish the run. And is that going to work as well against a Jacksonville defense that, or uh, sorry, a Jets defense that has been okay. They've been kind of middle of the pack um, in that respect. I think they have some talented players and overall the defense has been better than I expected and uh, is trending uh, like so far based on Dave with from football outsiders. They expect it to uh, ultimately getting better uh, and ranking better by the end of the season. They see some good things with what's happened there. So yeah, Jets are a fun team. I, I don't know the offense though, if I trust it enough against a Packer defense that I think has been a little inconsistent. I think it's much better unit than what, how it's played um, the last couple of weeks, uh, especially defending the run. Uh, maybe they, they confuse Zach Wilson a few times, but we'll see. I think it's a game that if you're a Jets fan, you, this is a huge measuring stick kind of performance. I mean, you beat the Dolphins last week, but with down to the third quarterback, what do you gain on that side of the ball? Miami's defense was out there all day, and uh, over time they just slowly wore them down. It felt like I think this is just a, a game that, yeah, even if you lose, if you stay in it with Green Bay, and I know the Green Bay struggle, but still from the Jets' point of view, like you guys were, I mean, how, they won, I think, four games last year, maybe three, at least probably four and 13. You're already at three and two right now, and if you can compete with a team that most people are going into the year put in the, at least the top two, three favorites in the NFC, I mean, that's a big big thing for the Jets so I'm excited to see what they can do I'm picking the Packers to win but uh I think you're to your point I, I think I would if I had to pick on the spread here I'd probably go with the Jets covering I think that touchdown and under I could see it being a four five six point kind of game in Green Bay's favor but I think the Jets at least have enough firepower and offense to keep it close enough and I think their defense uh maybe presents I, I think it's a better outfit than what the Giants have so we'll see what the Packers can do there all right, the Vikings are three-point favorites on the road to Miami against the Dolphins, who will be without Tua still, without Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Skyler Thompson likely getting the start, it sounds like, for the Dolphins. So that's why I'm going to swing this pick towards the Vikings, yeah. although as I told you as well, I don't. there's another game I just don't love. Like I, don't, I, I still think the Dolphins can win this game, absolutely. They've got enough weapons offensively to do it. Um, and we've seen the Vikings win some close games, so... I think that's something else, too. Maybe have a little more confidence there. Um, but I don't know, Dylan. I, I also I also could see the Vikings just coming out flat here and the Dolphins finding a way to win. Like, I just, for some reason, like, that's in the back of my mind here. I'm like, I don't know, pick the Vikings. But this may feel like one of those games that you see every now and then with the Vikings where maybe they just don't perform to what you think they will. But um, Dolphins, third-string quarterback, I think it just makes sense to lean towards the Vikings here. Yeah, even if Teddy was playing – um, and I'm pretty sure he's out. Is that correct? I haven't seen. Uh, I think he's his out. Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he somehow is able to get in there, that might have flipped things for me. I think he's that like you know steady enough to to, to your point. I think the Dolphins are going to come out playing really hard. I think they're going to try to smack them in the mouth up front. And I don't know Minnesota. They are four and one, and they found a, win, a way to win the games that you know we talked about. They've always seemed to lose those games, and last year they played all the one score games. They still are, but they're winning them this time. They are, uh, to yeah. your point, though, one and four against the spread so far. So it's it, that kind of sums up exactly how I would feel about the Vikings' expectations for what they really are as a team. Uh, I don't know. The defense has not been 
fantastic at times in that game, letting the, the Bears battle back into it. You see some of the deficiencies they have there. But again, I think Miami has, has struggled, uh, especially with their pass defense over the course of the year. I think there's a lot of vulnerabilities in that secondary uh, beyond some of the stars that they have. So I see Minnesota, I see Jester Jefferson, and the, the way that they've kind of got that passing game going the last few weeks, I still think they're going to find a way to move the ball and do enough to win this game. But it it has the potential to be a, a game that we when we're talking about red zone and what's going to be on there and uh, wacky endings and the witching hour. I, I could definitely see Vikings-Dolphins coming right down to the end, even with Skylar Thompson if he's in there. And again, if, if Teddy if Teddy some, finds a way to play, I, I really would maybe flip it, but I, I still think it's almost a coin flip regardless um, for this one. But I'll go with the Vikes. All right, another one that's kind of interesting, uh, the Bengals at the Saints. The Bengals, one-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Um, seems like Jameis limited in practice. Doesn't yeah. sound like Michael Thomas or Jarvis Landry will play uh, as we're recording this on Thursday. Uh, neither practiced. So, I, I don't know. This is this is a tough one again for me because I, I think about, you know, we talked about the Bengals and just the schedule, right, that they play and – I don't know. I'm going to pick them here, but I, I can I understand why the spread is as low, as low as it is because this is another kind of you know big test I think for the Bengals going on the road here, coming off that tough loss to the Ravens. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll pick the Bengals, but again I, I think Jameis' status makes this more interesting in terms of if he plays or not. But still, like we said, two top wide receivers are going to be out for the Saints uh, also. So. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell, like, Dylan, I'm, I'm very confident, huh, in this one, um, <laughs> as I've been in a lot of these. I'm picking the defending Super Bowl runner-up here, but um, I understand why this spread is only one and a half. Yeah, I, I do too, but I this is one that I, I feel better about, just what the, the Bengals have presented, yeah. especially what they did against the Ravens uh, as a defense in that last game. I, I just think that's a much better offense that they just face in Baltimore than what they're going to see here from new orleans especially with the guys they have out no matter if Jameis plays i mean that offensive line for new orleans is just not the unit that it used to be for so many years i think they're going to eat up front um i think uh cincinnati I, I, their offense hasn't been fantastic this year and i do worry about them on the flip side uh the possibility of turning the ball over and what that could mean for new orleans and that team and you know it's just new orleans offense you know last week we were talking about they played seattle who's been one of the worst defenses uh, in the league I think it's just a bigger adjustment here it is you know the fact they're at home I think that matters but I just trust enough of the skill position players in Joe Burrow to be the difference and otherwise a game that I think these teams aren't drastically different with how good the defenses have been how the offensive lines have struggled uh, the big thing that, that differentiates them is <laughs> Saints don't have Joe Burrow Jamar Chase and T Higgins all these guys and the Bengals do so I, I'm going to side with the Bengals to win this one and I'm, I just feel pretty good they're going to win so with one and a half point spread that's why I was like maybe go with that as a lock but there's enough like you said from the Saints point of view it's still a team that has battled and um, maybe I need to respect a little bit more than picking them as a against them as a lock in this one well Dylan I'll tell you who's got my respect uh, all aboard the Geno train no. here um, as I told Dylan in the family league fantasy, I was up all night because I was wondering, am I going to get to pick up Geno Smith from the waiver wire? Turns out my opponent ahead of me in the order was the one to get him. So he will undoubtedly throw for four touchdowns again this week. Uh, and that is my expectation because they are playing the Cardinals who are on the road in Seattle as two and a half point favorites. Uh, I'm picking the Seahawks here. I, I'm going to, we kind of talked about that Dylan, I think with the Cardinals, I know the Seahawks lost that game last week against the Saints, and quite frankly, when you look at it, uh, in terms of the points they've given up uh, the past couple weeks, 
uh, 45 to the Lions, uh, 39 to the Saints. Not ideal. Uh, also give up 27 to the uh, Falcons and Niners the weeks before that. Back home in Seattle, um, I mean, Dylan, I, I think this is a high-scoring game, right? Like, I, I feel yeah. like this – it has to be. Uh, but, you know, what's interesting here is I think the over-under – I'm going to try to find this real quick. 50 and um, a half is what I see. 50 and a half. That feels low to me, um, okay. all things considered here. So one of my other best bets of the week, I think, is the over on this game. I'm picking the Seahawks, jumping aboard the Juno train. I just don't trust the Cardinals. Not that I trust the Seahawks, again, given what they've given up. But um, ah, give me the Seahawks in this one. I, 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 as you might have seen in our, our sheet here, I <laughs> had the Cardinals written down, and I'm and now it's empty. I'm I'm debating. I'm having it's a tough. I'm having a tough time because I really do think yeah, Seattle's been kind of inconsistent though. With you know they they lose that game and the defense is still such a question mark. Uh, man, Arizona too though. It's it's real. Maybe I'm looking too much into what they did last week against Philadelphia. I thought that was probably their best total performance of the entire season. I know they just had beaten down Carolina right before that. Um, they just overall do not still feel great about their own defense. I don't think their offense has been nearly as efficient, obviously, in the early going as Seattle consistently. Um, and I, I know the Seahawks last week or last year did put a beat down on them in that last game with nothing else to, to, to gain from the win. I know Russell was playing that game, but I'm going to switch to the Seahawks. I'm going to, I'm going to side. I'm going to go on the Geno train. When you were talking about staying up all night, for Gino, it reminded me, it made me think of that meme where it's the guy and the girl laying next to each other, and she's like, he's <laughs> yes. probably thinking about another woman, and then his actual mind, like, I might be able to pick up Gino Smith tonight. Can I, can I get Gino <laughs> Smith in fantasy? That's that's exactly Gino? the setup. Yeah. So in 2022, uh, <laughs> that was it. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm gonna I, I, I'm on the bandwagon. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll jump right off after this week, but I'll, I'll go with Seattle uh, with you on this one. Oh, Gino, unbelievable. What, how many years has he played? It's, it's his, like, it's, he came out of college, like, almost a decade ago. Yeah, Isn't that I wild think so. to think about? My goodness. Um, all right, the Panthers at the Rams. The Rams, 10-point favorites, uh, and getting no vote of confidence from Dylan right now. Um, Dylan not even sure if the Rams can put up 10, so he's not <laughs> sure about uh, them covering this 10-point spread. Although I think it's pretty clear. We all know what I think about the Panthers if you listen to this podcast. They just fired Matt Rule, which I think, Dylan, we may have called last week from what I remember. I think yeah. we had that discussion. Uh, we said most likely uh, the team with the coach will get fired the first. Yep. That happened. Um, and now they hit the road to play the Rams. You know, I feel like we've seen this before with teams who fire their coaches. They come out and just rejuvenated the following yeah. week. And um, I wonder if that's the case here against a Rams team that is not playing its best football right now. But nonetheless, uh, there's no way I'm picking against the Rams, even if, uh, like you said, I, I can't say I love the 10-point spread just because I have no idea what to expect from the Panthers. So That 10-point spread is way too high, just like them being favored by so many points against the Cowboys is too high. I'm still yeah. mad at myself for not picking the Rams, <laughs> or sorry, the Cowboys in that game last week. Uh, I, I literally was like, they're going to eat up front, and sure enough, they did. Yeah. Dallas's defensive line won that football game. Um, I Yeah, I'm picking the Rams here. I'm not going to pick them to cover because, again, Carolina's defense is – had its moments uh they've had maybe some feast or famine plays with some pick sixes but also 
Uh, just kind of a middle of the pack group. I think the other, it's really the other side is where I have a hard time seeing the Carolina doing anything against the Rams defense that, despite their struggles in offense, has still been really solid. They've really improved against the run this year. I would say their pass defense has taken a step back, but I don't even know with. Honestly, maybe maybe more of a threat with P.J. Walker than Baker there, uh, honestly, this week for Carolina. Maybe, like you said, that we've seen teams that come out fired up, and if the Rams play down, I know they're going to be try to match that energy, but they just are decimated up front. So they have to not turn the ball over. I think the Rams still win. But, yeah, I am not sold on what is happening with the offense right now. It is uh, a unit that is discombobulated. It is all over the place, and I, I still find the – you know, 42 is over under. I'd probably still take the under on that. I, I really just don't see either team getting much going on offense. I think just the Rams still a better team at home. Find a way to get the win. If they if they lose this game, I don't know about looking at the playoffs. Uh, you're sitting at two and four at that point, and it's getting the schedule is going to get a lot tougher. As we know, some of the quarterbacks the Rams are going to face over the course of the year. Maybe they can work out a trade for for Brian Burns at halftime of this game, and maybe that'll be the, the thing that the Rams need. But no, really, they need to figure out their offensive line. It has been a big problem all year well speaking of teams that struggle to score uh the broncos on the road against the chargers chargers four and a half point favorites uh in this game here um all right then let's just point this out the broncos have played five games this season they've only scored over 16 points once and that was the loss to the raiders where they scored 23 um again going back to the geno thing it's just It's just wild to think about where we are right now, um, looking at the Broncos and looking at where the Seahawks are offensively. Um, man, I, I just I have zero. You know, the Chargers, as we said, have been the Chargers at times, and you never know. But I I just cannot pick the Broncos to. I don't know who I'd pick them against right now, to be honest with you. Like I, I think about that. You know, they beat the Texans. They beat. They lost to the Colts. They lost to the Seahawks. Um, beat the Niners in the you know extra innings. Um, I just like I'm looking down their schedule right now, Dylan. Like I'm honestly telling you, the only team I may pick them to beat right now with any confidence would be on the road against the Panthers, and that's in late November. Like Chargers, even the Jets, the Jags, the Titans, the Raiders, Ravens, Chiefs, Cardinals, Rams, Chiefs. Chart like I know people think it's like been bad to this point, but when you look ahead, like there are not a lot of comfortable options out there in terms of wins and then being able to put up points if this offense continues to play like this so that's my rant for the day i'm picking the chargers yeah the only reason to have confidence in denver has been their defense i think over the course of the the rest of the year it's the reason they've won the games they have it's the reason they should have beaten the colts last week um i think they've overall themselves played quite well and I know they've struggled maybe a bit in that Raider game, but I think, again, the Raiders are a much better team than 1-4, and four, uh, like their record indicates. I'm picking the Chargers. I, you know, they should be, they could, obviously, this, they could be 2-3 and three if the if the Browns make that field goal, but they also probably should have just punted the ball, and not, I don't know if the Browns would have gotten that position for that kick at there at the end. I think the Chargers overall played a better game and fought back, and, you know, early, they took those shots early in the game. It was impressive to see them fight back, although we've seen plenty of teams fight back from big deficits against the Browns this year. I think the Chargers are just a better, more complete football team, even without Bosa. I think their defense has been fine. Um, I don't know if Denver has like it's your point i don't know if they have the the firepower to really uh take advantage of the deficiencies that we've seen uh, in the chargers defense i you know i don't really just have a hard time 
picking Denver, to your point, against teams that I think are good, even if they're not realizing the strength of what they can be. I, I think at times we saw last week Justin Herbert and the Chargers offense get things rolling a bit better. Um, I think this is probably their best, toughest uh, chance, uh, you know, defense they've faced, I think, pretty easily this year. Jacksonville's still ranking pretty high, and they struggled against them. So maybe that's the one way to th- feel optimistic about Denver, but they'd have to force a number of turnovers. It could happen, so no reason to pick a make this a lock from my point of view but i i just feel way better about who the Chargers are right now even if i have a lot of confidence in denver's defense and that is the most frustrating thing i think for anyone that's following the broncos whether you're a fan or just uh, uh over the top i mean this team this is the setup for what we thought would make denver into a possible contender was yeah. the defense rising back into the top 10 and they've exceeded even my own expectations for what they could be i thought they might be around that range and they've really truly been a top five defense early on but the offense is just it is such a disappointment um and you know obviously losing Javante doesn't help but still before that it's just a lot of issues a lot of open guys uh, that Russell's not seeing especially in that last uh, fourth down in the game against the Colts so it's been it's been tough to, to to follow and maybe they maybe they get things on track over the course of a long season but right now just can't just can't go with Denver at this point yeah, via covers, Broncos are 0-5 against the spread in their last five road games, um, dating back to last year. The home team is 5-0 and against the spread in the last five meetings between these two teams. So, And the under, by the way, Dylan, is 8-1 and in the last nine games played uh, in Los Angeles, their home games for the Chargers. So, um, yeah, I think the under is always a good bet when yeah. the Broncos are on the field. So uh, there's another possible option there. So. There you go. There are picks for week six in the NFL. And, of course, Dylan, lots of stuff going on, not just uh, in the NFL, but everywhere. This is like that week where everything just, um, you know, starts to come together. You've got the NFL. You've got Major League Baseball playoffs. uh, The NBA is back. um, So much happening. So let everybody know where they can find all that at Clutch Points. Yeah, you can follow all the MLB playoff games, all the NFL games, and yeah, it's soon to be NBA regular season, preseason at the moment, but Tuesday with the tip-off there for the first couple of games, you can follow all those in the Clutch Points app. Tons of coverage of the of the playoffs uh, as we're recording right now. I think the Mariners are playing the Astros. we got Yankees-Guardians delayed until tomorrow, so by the time you're listening to this, you'll have three games on Friday to follow in the Clutch Points app. Uh, tons of, of betting predictions for all of NFL, all of the NBA, also college football, a couple of really big games in Michigan, Penn State, and Alabama, Tennessee. We got those broken down uh, with our previews at Clutch Points in the college football section. So no shortage of stuff to, to read and, and follow and watch on the Clutch Points app and on our website. Yeah, maybe on the road to another Braves-Dodgers showdown. Also, maybe on the road to another Padres-Phillies. Uh, oh, boy. There you go. We'll see. Um, hopefully the, the former uh, and not the latter for both of us. Um, we'll see. Uh, all right, check everything out at Clutch Points. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast app you use, search for Staps Fast. And uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time on Staps Fast. Bye.